right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and figure out what movies inspired it. But today on the show, it is a Breaking It Apart special episode. You know, these episodes are the ones where we go backwards and we actually look at an old movie and try to figure out what movies have been inspired by it. And uh, I think this is our sixth one so far. And today we will be talking about the original Superman the movie. We figured we'd uh, time this one with the release of this week's Shazam. And uh, yeah, Chad Clinton Freeman is, of course, our resident DC expert slash fan slash Batman vs. Superman defender. Batman v. Superman, I, I, I am very sorry, everybody out there in the DC universe. Uh, I just messed up again. It's DCEU. DCEU. It, where does the E come from in DC Universe? Oh, Extended Universe. DC Extended Universe. Okay, there we go. All right. Before I continue rambling, I do want to remind you to please make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. You could also rate and review us on iTunes. You can follow us on social media at PiecingPod and sign up for our mailing list at PiecingPod.com. And last but not least, join our Facebook group, Piecing It Together, a movie discussion group where you will likely hear Chad talking about Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice at some point. Anyway, let's go into this conversation about the original Superman, which inspired so many movies, so many blockbusters that have come since. Right, back with us again today for a special Breaking It Apart episode is Chad Clinton Freeman. How you doing, Chad? Oh, doing great. Great to be here. <laughs> well, you knew that you had to be here for this one um, <laughs> as our as our resident DC and Superman fan. Um, and with the new Shazam movie coming out, I thought it was time for us to do this Breaking It Apart on Superman and get this thing out there. Um, I, I couldn't think of anyone I'd rather have do it. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So yeah, uh, they you know uh, did uh, 40th anniversary screenings of this at the theater. This was uh, back in November, I believe. And uh, yeah, I uh, was very happy to to see Superman on the big screen uh, for uh, the second time, many many years after I saw it the first time, because Superman was actually Superman the movie. I get it right. Was yeah. the uh, first movie that uh, I uh, saw as a kid. So uh, when oh, I oh wow yeah it came out when I was four, and I vividly remember actually seeing it too. So uh, and I remember my my sister. She was a baby and she cried the whole time. And my mom didn't see most of the movie. She was out in the lobby, and I remember these things. <laughs> so. <laughs> but yeah, obviously we're, we're getting to some we're getting some hard truths already on this episode. Now we're understanding why Chad loves this character so much. This yeah, no, de definitely is, there there's a uh, definitely a big uh you know, the fact that the first movie I ever uh saw is definitely a, a big part of uh what um, you know, has me just blown away by by this character in love with this character. Um and uh, or maybe maybe it's just that you know that's why I like movies so much too because this was the first one. I go. mean, uh, <laughs> can't go wrong if this <laughs> this is your scene for the first time. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I uh, very very excited to 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 dis discuss this. So um, 
first did we want to talk about the um you know uh i guess um was what is it the influence or the um impact right yeah yeah, the impact that this movie has had. And and real quick before we get into that, I should also mention um, to the people listening, just so you know a little behind the scenes, um, yes, the, the theatrical screenings were at the end of November, and we were going to record this in early December, uh, but then we just both got busy with the holidays, and then somewhere along the line I decided let's just hold off on it until... Uh, uh, until Shazam. Shazam, uh, Shazam funny, Shazam, funny Shazam. thing though. Yeah, Shazam. But <laughs> funny thing though is that um, I was so sure that we did record this already ah. <laughs> that I, I actually I have a Google Doc like for keeping track of this show where I have like you know notes about all these things that I'm planning for the show. <laughs> and one of the categories is is episodes to record. Another is episodes to edit. This has been in the edit uh, <laughs> category for a while now. So, yeah, so just know that we might be a little rusty here because we were planning this for like months ago. Right. But uh, we, we, we should have plenty to talk about, though. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, yes, the, Im- the impact, the impact of Superman the movie, well, uh, the impact on Chad and on <laughs> Hollywood. As well, well. Uh, here's, here's what I think. I think that, truthfully, I, I don't feel this movie gets the credit that it it deserves as far as impact. Um, You know, because Mm -hmm. when you talk about blockbuster movies, people always say star Wars, people always say jaws. Sure. But I feel Superman was just Mm -hmm. as big a part of that as well. And in a different way. Um, I mean, you, you, and, and, and you could even throw close encounters in there with that as well, because that was another one around the same time. Um, but I think definitely that time period was what, you know, created blockbusters and has been, you know, the uh, template for blockbusters. And this one, though, um, it, I feel, uh, just doesn't get the credit it deserves. It doesn't get mentioned when when they say Star Wars or Jaws. Um, and it's just as big. And, and you've got a movie that they, you know, they intentionally, it, here's the thing, it doesn't seem that way today, but at the time, this was like a grounded comic book movie. It was, I, I mean, there weren't really, I mean, it was like the first yeah. big comic book movie, but you had comic book TV shows and things like that. And this was more grounded than anything in regards to comic books. And it made people take comic book movies serious. And part of that was the casting. Of course, you got Marlon Brando, Gene Hackman. uh, And Gene Hackman is just so goofy in this movie though, even though he is, you know, (laughs) a, a very respectable uh, actor. Um, so, um, they, they intentionally wanted to, to have people take the movie serious. And so at the time it was like, so groundbreaking in that regard of here's a, you know, movie about a guy that can fly, uh, which at the time, you know, you didn't have that in every other movie like you do these days. And, and then you had like respectable actors in it. And, you know, you had the guy that wrote the Godfather who he, you know, he's the one that did the, the script for this, or at least the original script, which uh, from what I understand, the original (laughs) script was like 300 pages or something. But, um, 
<laughs> so there was like this respectability brought to it. And then also they shot the first one and the second one at the same time. And so they were intentionally building a cinematic universe. They were intentionally building. I did not know that. Yeah, they were intentionally building sequels. Yeah, that's why the f- beginning doesn't make a lot of sense with the rest of the movie, you know? Um, so, <laughs> in a lot of ways, I mean, as far as just superhero movies in general, and then also as far as blockbusters, and especially as far as any, um, you know, cinematic universes, I think that uh, they all have, you know, this movie to thank for that. So. Um, it, it very, very, I think, impactful in that regard. Yeah, I, I, I agree with all of that. And I, I do think it's funny, like, before we start jumping into some of our uh, movies that we think were specifically influenced by Superman, I, I think it's funny the tone of this movie, just how all over the place it is. I, I think, you know, it, it's... And and I think that we see that a lot in a lot of blockbusters that have come since then, like where where these movies are trying to balance comedy with 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 fun, with adventure, with excitement, with and and, and you know it's jo- just so jokey at times and and just so ridiculous and um and that's something that you know people are constantly arguing about nowadays right. about where how exactly. how they want their superhero movies you know right. what do they want well superman did them all right. superman did everything uh, all in one exactly and, uh, no it truly did <laughs> and, and and yes you're right you're right uh, like the 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 tone of this one it was also i think a huge thing cuz again you think about uh, you think about black but so think about star wars think about jaws think about the tone of those movies and then think about blockbusters when you think blockbuster and then you think the rock and you think Bruce Willis mm-hmm. and you know what I mean? Like all these great people, Arnold Schwarzenegger, these great, uh, uh, heroic, uh, you know, blockbuster stars, their movies weren't like yeah. jaws or star Wars. They were more in line with this one. <laughs> yeah. More in the exactly. the, the fun yeah. and, 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 and the jokiness. So, no, definitely. You definitely uh, nailed that with that uh, impact there. So, <laughs> Well, normally I throw it to my guest for the first uh, puzzle piece, or which we still haven't figured out a good word for puzzle pieces for breaking it apart episodes. But we're going to keep calling them puzzle pieces for the time being. Uh, but I would like to take the first one. Go, go right ahead. Um, <laughs> because I was quite frankly shocked that this movie was over two and a half hours long mm. so my first puzzle piece is every two and a half <laughs> hour blockbuster movie that the fact that they would have the audacity to make these movies this long is insane and it all comes back to superman i guess <laughs> all comes back to superman that to think that in a in a, a light fun popcorn entertainment that we want to sit that long right. uh, we've got we've got uh the new avengers coming in right. at 3 hours and 6 mm-hmm. minutes in, in a few weeks and it's just insane completely insane uh but yeah i was i was shocked when i sat down to watch this cuz i didn't get to see it in the theater unfortunately um but i watched it at home that same week that you saw it in the theater Right. And yeah, I was shocked at how long it was. <laughs> no, yeah, that 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 is a, a, a another really good point there. Uh, it, it is, uh, especially at the time, uh, movies I don't think were that long. Um, but uh, especially, well, that's the thing is that blockbusters didn't really exist though until like these, you know, right? Exactly. These, these, these couple of movies we keep mentioning. That's what really 
push that forward. So uh, I, I, I don't even really, I'm not sure how, how long movies were really, but, uh, but yeah, definitely. Um, uh, there are so many movies now that they, they, they push the, you know, the three hour mark. Um, and I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Um, I love, I mean, as long as the movie doesn't feel long. Right, right, right. Um, I mean, with this one, with this one, it, it, it takes like 45 minutes or something like that before he actually becomes Superman, you know? Um, I, <laughs> I think that this day and age, it's really hard to, to, to make an audience wait that long. I mean, I think, um, oh, yeah. It, it really does get tough uh, to make an audience wait that long, but but I'll go ahead and throw my. I still feel I still feel personally attacked by how long it took for Godzilla to show up in that <laughs> last Godzilla movie. I mean, I'm like I felt like they were doing something wrong to me, uh, like, you know. <laughs> so well, I guess Godzilla could work as a puzzle piece for you there, but uh, it was negative. Right. But uh, I was going to say uh, Batman Begins, you know, Christopher Nolan's Batman mm. Begins, because I think it takes like an hour or something in that movie, and he has specifically said Nolan has specifically said that uh, that Superman inspired him. Um, this movie inspired him because he realized that you can do that in a in telling a superheroes mm -hmm. movie that you can you know basically explore the character get to know the person behind the the cape before they actually put it on and um so you know a lot of people say the uh, nolan trilogy is like the you know uh comic book uh series to look up to um, I mean, really, mm. this is the comic book movie that most comic book movies have been, uh, you know, inspired by in some way. So, but uh, sure. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, the Batman Begins. Uh, and and it's funny. Nobody else besides Nolan, though, would do that in this day and age, I think, make you wait that long for a yeah, superhero. Right. Well, yeah, it's fully, funny that you uh, uh, that you bring Batman Begins up as your first one because – yeah, because those those his, you know, Dark Knight trilogy is so dark and this movie, you know, it really mixes things up so much, but it but it's still it's got that like just bigness. Right. You know, it's just so huge. Right. And I think that's yeah, that 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 feeling of like like yeah, you can do something this big. That that's possible. Um I, I think that's that's a great puzzle piece for that. For for that purpose. Um, so yeah, you know what, I'm, I'm going to continue with my next puzzle mm -hmm. piece with that bigness. Right. Um, and, uh, that is, uh, Ridley Scott's Prometheus. Mm. And, um, the, the reason I bring this up is because, um, I, I again, the bigness, the like Shakespeareanness of what on paper is kind of silly. Right. You know what I right. mean? It's like you kind of have these kind of silly characters, especially like the Krypton scenes, you know, right. um, where everything is treated so big and so serious and so important. Um, but it's like these people running around with, you know, lasers and whatnot. <laughs> like, it's like, it's just, uh, it, it, it's, it's, 
treating that material with such such heft and such importance um and, and i i feel like that that's kind of how i felt about ridley scott's prometheus is that he was he was treating this material that you could kind of look at as being a little hokey right but um but he he commits to it a hundred percent right right well this movie commits totally that's the that's what's one of the great things about it it commits totally 100 percent at, at like every angle that it that it turns and yeah yes. you're totally right i mean and that's the thing like it goes back to uh, what i was talking at the beginning of i mean putting marlon brando in this to open this movie yeah. and it's just yeah it is and like basically i mean you've got these three people standing in what like appears to be like two hula hoops you know <laughs> <laughs> and, and like that's holding these horrible criminals you know from uh doing anything uh and then they get like bananas then they get like uh you know shrunk down into like a mirror and then float off into space i mean uh there's a so lot weird. yeah no, there's a lot of uh like uh just like psychedelic weirdness and then also yeah it's done just like so serious too um those parts oh, yeah. totally are so um and it works somehow strangely but uh and then and then like has nothing to do that's like for this that's all setting up the sequel too and that's the opening of this movie so <laughs> but uh <laughs> But yeah, no. So what's your next? No, one? That, that that was a good one. So um, I would say because uh, I do have, you know, I don't want to just be uh, talking about, um, um, you know, comic book movies. So I'll go go back to what sure. we uh, were initially talking about, um, and you know, I think this, uh, as far as influence, as far as blockbusters, I think disaster movies is one of the things that's uh, came away. Uh, influenced by this movie. And I think uh, I'd mentioned the rock. So San Andreas, I, I will bring that one up. Mm -hmm. I feel that that one, just the, the, the level uh, of where this one goes toward the end with the disaster and everything and the, and the, and the, you know, the, the stakes at where things are yeah. and that, you know, Superman basically has to, you know, uh, fly around backwards around the earth and it's silly i mean it really is silly but at the time it wasn't yeah. silly and i remember as a kid it's not it was not silly at all and the effects were amazing it was but, awesome. <laughs> exactly but um uh, i think without a, without a movie like this though I don't think we would be at the point that we are now with like a movie like uh, any of the rock movies really but the uh uh, San Andreas is my favorite, I would say, of the rock blockbuster movies. And so that was the one that, that jumped out as me as I feel like that uh, just, you know, disaster movies in general, blockbuster disaster movies. Yeah. Um, and, um, and, 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 and yeah, the fact that that's even like, that's like just a piece of this movie. Like there's so many like, aspects to this movie and uh um but a lot of the the, the big movies like that even um uh, i'm trying to remember what one of the other 
big ones that I liked, uh, like Day After Tomorrow. Um, any of those like that. Sure, sure. So. Yeah. No, absolutely. And you know what? That was actually one of my puzzle pieces, disaster movies yeah. in general. And uh, I was actually going to use Independence Day as an example. Exa- so yep. and, and, with, uh, and, and, and Independence Day is definitely a, a yeah. good one because it definitely uses that um, mix of you know, humor and it's fun, you know? Sure. Um, yeah. And, uh, it's sometimes it, even, it, it also just takes time. It, it takes time to just break away from the rest of the action to just show disasters happening for like 10 minutes at a time, which I, I think it was like a solid 10 minutes. The, uh, disaster scenes in Superman. Right. Um, it's just like all, all of a sudden, Oh, we're just going to watch this now. Right. We're just, right. just going to watch big special effects disaster. Moments. Well, it, and, uh, it's, it, it, it's, it's kind of, awesome. some of it's like, like almost like Play-Doh or something. It's like really, you could so tell, yeah. especially on the big screen, you could so tell it was like little tiny models and like, here comes the water. And it was like, I mean, I, it, it totally does not play the way that it did. This is one of those movies that is definitely timed. It's not a, a, yeah. a timeless movie in any regard. Um, but <laughs> they, you can so see though, the, you know, uh, the beginning and, and, and where it led us. Sure. So, absolutely. Um, and, you know, uh, before I go to my next puzzle piece, I did want to mention, just because we're talking about the disaster elements, um, it's weird that we don't see the Hoover Dam in more movies. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hoover, <laughs> Hoover Dam, yeah. That. Well, well uh, Transformers, right? Of that, that, which That's that, right. It, a, what, it wasn't one of there's those. A, huh? There's a puzzle piece right there. I, I think it's the first Transformers, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Oh, I think you might be right. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't seen that since the theater. But I think you're right, yeah. though. Yeah, Transformers. <laughs> yeah, I'll piece. add it to the list. Why not? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, uh, Transformers one. Yes. Uh, so my next puzzle piece. Um, and you were starting to touch on it a little bit earlier, like with the people trapped in the mirror and all that, and all that weird psychedelic stuff. Uh, I was going to bring up uh, Pink Floyd's "The Wall" and Tommy's uh, and the Who's Tommy. Nice. Uh, which they were both kind of inspired by 2001, I think. Um, But I was specifically going to look at them because I mean, they just went just all out with just like ridiculous over the top visuals. Uh, And and Superman, I was, I was surprised there was so much of that psychedelic stuff during the uh, space moments. Right. Um, But yeah, they, they, they really, they really went with lots of, uh, uh, lots of really crazy cool stuff like that no de- definitely <laughs> definitely and and again uh it's, it's so amazing though to see where we are with special effects and to to, to that's really cool to, to me to, to go back and, and watch a movie like this and just to see that this was you know um it wasn't quite as good as star wars at the time but i mean it was pretty much top of the line i mean uh, outside of star wars there wasn't much else that topped this um and uh and now to look at it at uh how silly most of it is um it just shows you how 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 long you know uh, things have gone and how good things have become no it's really amazing yeah absolutely absolutely but some of those visuals are cool just for being what they are oh yeah yeah no because they're just so inventive totally totally they're so inventive and weird right (laughs) yeah yeah, so, I mean the opening credits. The opening credits for this movie are, are are so cool. I mean they really really are. Oh yeah, they were great. Yeah, 
They were great. They were. They were really cool. And it is <laughs> totally, you can totally feel the, like, uh, the effect Star Wars already had on this one. Because um, I, I think Star Wars came out just a couple of years prior to this one. But you can already feel the Star Wars imprint that had already, because uh, you know that they like were like, okay let's make the credit star Warsy somehow. And then that's where, how they came up with that. I mean, even the, you know, the theme song is, is in line with what John Williams was doing with star Wars as well. So, um, going backwards, but yeah, I'd say star Wars is a big influence on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you, what do you got for your, uh, your next puzzle piece? Well, I would say, uh, and again, um, this is, uh, kind of going back to what we were uh, already talking about with blockbusters, but I would say that this, I feel like this was a big influence on uh, the big budget comedy sci-fi, um, you know, blockbuster movies like ghostbusters, for example. Um, uh, just mm. the fact that you blend all of these, you know, just fantastical elements. And then also you have seemingly like realistic people for the most part. There are some really <laughs> cartoony mm. characters in this, but you've got realistic oh, yeah. characters. You've got realistic like relationships and you've got uh, just so, again, bringing it back to that. This was a, a, a grounded movie, even though it was a fantastical movie and it also was a comedy. And I think that that is a, right. a, a, a big influence on a movie like Ghostbusters. And of course there are, you know, a lot of other movies around that same time. Uh, I mean, it, like back to the future. Um, and then later on uh, something like Independence Day really, I think, uh, like set the bar, but I think that those in, in, in the '80s, um, I think um, this was a huge influence on them. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, that that mixture of comedy and, and action. I mean, that's really what rules blockbusters, right? Like that, you know. It, yeah, the the more serious ones don't always go as uh, they don't always do as well. I mean, sometimes they do, but you know, as we've seen with a certain movie that you love. Um, <laughs> you know, people tend to like, people tend to like humor mixed into their blockbusters, right. uh, at least more humor. Right. I'm sure that there, there is some humor in, in that one particular movie <laughs> that you could bring up. You could bring up if you'd like at some point, but you know, <laughs> I, 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 I have it down. I... <laughs> okay, good, good. We all know it's coming. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm going to, uh, for my next puzzle piece, go with a different superhero movie. I don't have many superhero movies on mine, but um, uh, and this is one that Chad did not like. Uh, that is Deadpool. Mm. And the reason why I wanted to bring up Deadpool is because towards the end, once Clark Kent is finally like, you know, like kind of come out and he's like winking at the camera after catching the bullet. Mm. I mean, it's just that kind of self-referential humor of like, you know who I am. Right, you know what right. I mean? Like... Like, and, and I, I, I felt like, you know, they take a while to get there, but once they do, he's like, you know, he, he's almost like playing with the audience in a way. Right. Um, and back then they certainly weren't ready to go all out in the way that, uh, Deadpool does, but, but they were playing with it though. They, they certainly, they certainly 
had meta elements in mind. They maybe just weren't ready to commit all the way yet. And then eventually you get to 2016 or whenever the first Deadpool right. came out. And it's like, oh, okay, they're just going to do it the whole freaking runtime. Right. You know? No, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you there. Totally. I do. I, I, I do see that. Um, um, that that's that's the thing is that I, I think, uh, you know, that 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 kind of goes back to 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 comic books, you know, uh, certain um, uh, not, not graphic novel comic books, but comic book comic books. Uh, I think the um, kind of a winking and, uh, you know, letting the audience know that, uh, you know, the characters in on everything as much as the audience is. Uh, I, I, th I think you're definitely uh, right about that. It, it is kind of funny though, that it took that long to, to go full blown like Deadpool. Um, yeah. When yeah. you did well, meta, meta. Yeah. Meta comedy is something that people have like, you know, it's been there in Hollywood for a long time, but it's like, people are always like scared to use too much of it, right. you know? And, uh, and they just kind of blew the doors off it recently. Right. <laughs> and, and it's something that I think is kind of been leaking into the Marvel movies. Um, but yeah, um, just little by little. So Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, what's your next puzzle piece? Well, I, I'm going to go with... Uh, okay. One, one of the things that I realized in watching this movie again... I would admit I I saw where Zack Snyder had failed in his Superman trilogy. And what makes this movie so good and is just like I think well there's there's many things that are really great about it but the 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 really stand out is Christopher Reeve and what it is about him is the fact that he actually pulls off Clark Kent as an actual character and Superman as a different character that you actually believe like you can believe you buy into it in watching this, that people would not see that it's the same guy. I mean, because you do, you totally <laughs> have distinctly two different characters. You really do. Of course, obviously they look the same, but um, I mean, um, just the way he, he, he talks, the way he, his mannerisms, the way he, he carries himself totally totally different um so i was trying to think about m movies that do this and actually have you believing it um and uh i thought of primal fear which is a movie with ed norton um and um uh, richard gear uh who's the lawyer that's defending him and um <clears throat> you basically got him playing the lawyer into and, and playing the audience um into believing them as one as as something that they're not necessarily um and then at the same time mm. split because split you know james mcavoy is able to pull off playing this character who actually has all of these different identities and you're actually able to buy into that and believe that. Um, 
when I watch Superman, I believe in Clark Kent just as much as I believe in Superman. Um, and that's something that, that they, that Snyder really did miss the boat on. It's with Snyder's movies. It's very much just Superman wearing glasses. And it's even, it's like, so <laughs> in this way, at least there's a silliness to it still, but I feel like it is totally just believable because he, he I think he, he acting wise, I, I think Christopher Reeve does an amazing job in this film. I really do. He sells both characters right. as two different characters. He really does. So, yeah, no, I, I that char- that performance is like just so beloved. Like, right. and, and de- like, I would say like, regardless of what people think about the movie as a whole, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, I, I can't imagine that there are people out there that don't enjoy that performance. Right. You know, he does, he does a really, really incredible job. Right. And, uh, you know, as to the puzzle pieces themselves, that they're, they're interesting, you know, examples of that interesting examples of the double performance, you know? Um, and yeah, I mean, there are so many movies where, you know, somebody plays two characters that like, you know, they have to try to nail that, uh, you, you know, nail that authenticity of, of being two separate people, you know, or at least to the people within the world anyway. Right. Yeah, and you know, and, and it was it was tough. I was trying to think of of ones where they actually did that, um, that I felt there was actual believability. Uh, and you know, uh, they did it, and it works with uh, you know uh, Dustin Hoffman and Tootsie or or uh, uh, Robin Williams <laughs> and Miss Doubtfire, and those are both great movies. But it, it doesn't it doesn't hold the believability. You're in on the joke. You know, sure, um, exactly. And but I think, um, especially to thinking back to also to as a, as a kid, or not even just as a kid, but audiences at the time when this movie came out, I think there was just such a, a believability there that that's what really holds this movie together. Is that um, you know he he really was Superman and Clark Kent, so. Yeah. <laughs> right on. I, I like it. I like it. It's a good one. Um, so I, I'm realizing now that uh, I, I said earlier that I don't have many superhero <laughs> ones, but two of the three, I, the, the two of the three I have left are superhero <laughs> ones. So, oh, well, um, I guess I was wrong. So the, the next one that I'm going to bring up is uh, uh, actually Spider-Man mm. um, and not so much the character specifically, um, but the newspaper editor who wants to, uh, everybody to get on the story right. and find out everything about Spider-Man and, in this case, Superman. Um, now, I'm not 100% sure. Nerds out there, please uh, don't crucify me if I'm wrong about this. I, I don't know who came first with the idea, but I'm assuming that it was Superman, that it was something from out of the comics, which I know predated uh, Spider-Man comics. So I'm assuming that it was there first. Yeah, I, w- I would assume so too. But 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 yeah, totally. Also, the way it's played in this in the movie is also definitely like the way it it, it has been played in you know many other every Spider-Man yeah. so far. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, well, super. I was gonna say superhero movie where anytime. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and even like you know, Supergirl, the TV show. So, I mean, totally. Uh, specifically, though, are you talking about like the original um, uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, or just each incarnation? Yeah, I was thinking of that one, and and I know it's happened in others as well, but that was the one that I was specifically thinking of when I uh, when I mentioned it. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. On. So I, I, I do have some um, superhero movies on my list. I do have some other things, but I'll go ahead and go into superhero territory here. Cause of, uh, you know, uh, just came out recently and I was pleasantly surprised that I, I, I felt this kind of connection to Superman with this. It was, I, I, I didn't expect that, but Captain Marvel, um, I feel like Captain Marvel very much, um, uh, inspired by this movie. Um, the main thing, and it was my favorite moment in Captain Marvel was when, she realized that her strength was her human quality that her, her, mm. her, her being super, what made her that so much better was that she was actually human. And then it shows like her over her lifetime where she's getting up from falling down. And it was actually for me, it was yeah, a very yeah. powerful moment, but, but I, I, the fact that it made me think of Superman and it made me think of this movie specifically where Superman basically defies his father. His father is always, you know, his real father has always told him not to interfere with humans. And, and he goes against that and he, you know, turns back time, save Lois you know, not just Lois, lots of people, but he, um, you know, <laughs> it, to me, it was like him realizing that human quality is same as like when Captain Marvel realized her human quality, that that's what really makes them special. Um, and I, I mean, that's the, the things I think about Superman all, all around. What makes him so special is that, yeah, he's got all these great, you know, abilities, but, you know, he was raised as a human. And so he has so many human qualities, good, you know, he's got so much good in him and good human qualities. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like the, the good side of, of people is all in him. He, it's like he doesn't have the bad of people. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that he's a good guy. Exactly. Not that he's so powerful but and that he has to help people or that he has to you know do what he does it's that he chooses so because he has that power and because he is good and he believes in the good of people and to me that's kind of the yeah, same for that's, yeah that's like the same thing i felt like that that captain marvel was saying uh, as well with that moment, which I, I, I admit I got teary eyed in that, that Captain Marvel. I know some people might think it was cheesy, but I love that part. So, <laughs> Well, you know, I, I think that's a great puzzle piece, but at the same time, I'm also sitting here, uh, my brain is in a bit of a time warp because we wrote these notes uh, back before Captain Marvel uh, was a thing. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, oh, wait, Captain Marvel, that didn't, like, that, how is that being in the conversation right now? But uh, that, that's, <laughs> that, that is a very good puzzle piece, though. So. And I think we actually brought up Superman on the Captain Marvel nice, episode. So, nice. you know, totally. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, my brain is doing backflips <laughs> right now, trying to fit it all together. But, <laughs> but I totally agree with you. Uh, right on. Well, uh, okay, so I got two puzzle pieces left. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I'm going to go with with a uh, semi-silly one first. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this one is more of a trope that uh, maybe existed before Superman, but I, I feel like it, it probably came from Superman. Uh, and it is the trope of a crowd gathering down below to uh, below a building mm-hmm. to see if the hero can save the day up high up on the building. Right. Um, and I'm realizing as I say this, that it actually probably came from King Kong. Mm. Um, so I'm wrong here. I am wrong <laughs> to strike it from the record. But you know what? You know what? Bring it. Let's bring it up anyway. Who gives a shit? Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Uh, the 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 crowd watching as trying to see if the hero. You know, King Kong's not really a hero. Well, kind that's of a what hero, I was gonna say. He, I, th- you know, I think King Kong. They're watching in horror, and I think they're watching in yes, awe yes. with Superman. So. So it's kind of a twist on the right. King Kong thing. So yeah, you know what? Keep keep it on the list. Yeah, <laughs> King it's, Kong, it's a King new Kong thing. It's all new. In this Superman. one, and then then it it, yeah. it it basically you know subverted that and then turned it into this. Exactly. So yes, it turned into a whole new thing, and it's it's a great trope. Uh, there's so many movies right. over the years that have used it. Um, so yeah, no Die Hard. Uh, uh, you know, so so many. Right. Movies, but uh, no, yeah. But, uh, but uh yeah <laughs> so uh what's your next puzzle piece well let's see here um i i'll go more offbeat uh again because uh again i think so many different uh ways i feel that uh this movie influence um you know um movies in general uh not just mm-hmm. not just blockbusters but um well i guess this would be blockbusters but the different kind of blockbusters and that's actually romantic comedies i feel like that this was a a a precursor to um you know uh romantic comedies especially the the way as we know romantic comedies and i think this very much there's great chemistry between um superman and lois lane and i think the 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 moment where he flies to to come see her and then he takes for fly around the city there's some really cheesy and even um kind of psychedelic stuff going on there but the chemistry between them the uh just the how how they hit it off and i mean there's almost like i um a when Harry met Sally kind of thing going on, or even like a a Pulp Fiction, uh, Vincent Vega and um, uh, Mia Wallace moment. Um, I just feel like that uh, you know romantic comedies in general. It was influence, and I and I don't even say I'll say Pulp Fiction too, because like I said, the the scene in um, Pulp Fiction where you know they get the five dollar milkshake. Uh, that just feels a lot to me like the moment with uh, Superman and Lois uh, when they first like connect and there's just like this instant uh, chemistry between them of, uh, you know, just discussing things and she's like, you know, head over heels for him. But at the same time, I mean, Mm. it's obvious that he, of course, she doesn't know this, but he, he, he has 
had feelings for her, of course, as Clark Kent. So it's just very, it's sure. a good, it's a good romantic moment. And so I feel it's a, it's a good, uh, uh, influence on, you know, what was the comic book, yeah. uh, romantic movies. And then at the same time, I would say Lois Lane as a character and then s- still keeping him with this whole, like, a romantic comedy thing. I mean, I would, I would, uh, I would put uh, Trainwreck as a as as a puzzle piece uh, from hmm. the uh, again that 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 bit of romantic comedyness with with those two, and then also just how strong of a character she is. Um, I would s- I see that very much in line with Trainwreck and Amy Schumer. So, um, you know, and I'm sure there's plenty of other ones before that movie, but truthfully, I, I, I will have to say I, I haven't been somebody who's seen a lot of comedies and definitely not a lot of romantic comedies. So, Sure. Yeah, well, no, no, I, I think I, I thought of that as well while watching this movie is like how much they're like, you know, and we kind of talked about a little earlier about how it's like got so many different tones and it, it definitely sets the stage for a lot of romantic comedies to come. Um, it, it, it's got all those familiar beats that we've seen in so many romantic comedies coming, you know, ever since then. And, uh, you know, I think using When Harry Met Sally is like a perfect right. example. Because, yeah, you know, throw, yeah. tra- throw a train wreck in there. Too. Yeah, because, like, you know, when, when Harry Met Sally's like the the one that where it was like, oh, that's what a romantic comedy is. You know what I mean? It was like the, the yeah, temp. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The blue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and then right for on. me, like, like uh, train wreck is one. Uh, it's a part of the the new updated versions of like when Harry met Sally and it it's with the, like I say, like the, from the, the strong female point of view. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Right on. Uh, well I have one final puzzle piece. Um, and it's an obvious movie, but not maybe specifically in the most obvious way. Uh, and that is justice Mm -hmm. league. Um, but not because it's a superhero Superman movie, but uh, specifically for the scene with the Flash learning to run so fast, reminded me so much of young Clark Kent running along with the train. Um, so I, I just, I just thought that they, and they must have done that intentionally. I thought that that was so, so similar. I was, I was, uh, and I, I hadn't really remembered Superman the movie. I hadn't seen it in you know since I was a little kid. And so when I watched it, I was like, oh, this right. scene is exactly like what they did in Justice League. Right. Yeah. No. There. There's some definite. There's some definite nods in Justice League to Superman the movie. Um, the the moment when uh, Superman actually returns and uh, he's outside. And you've got the sun in the background, and it's like in, you see the open field, and he um, he he's wearing like a plaid shirt, and it's a lot uh, visually like the moment when basically uh, after her, you know the father's died, and he's talking to his he's talking to Martha, not the best Martha, but uh, <laughs> and uh, he's actually wearing plaid, <laughs> and they're out in the field. And uh, he's telling her about how he's going to go off, you know. Um, but yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, you could even not just like Justice League and the Flash, but you could even, you know, go with Forrest Gump even as a, a, a puzzle piece in regards to 
the train scene, you know, and, and the train. Yeah, and, right? and, and again, tonally, it, it plays a lot in line with either one because, you know, the, the, the Flash, of course, he's a, you know, a, a, a lighthearted character. And then again, you know, Forrest Gump is such a, you know, goof of a character in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, I, I like I like that. So um, I, uh, I would say, too, uh, since we're on the subject of, of Justice League, you know, Batman v Superman. Um, when Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That? You're just you're just going to jump into Batman v Superman like that? Like we should play some music or uh, fanfare or something. What's, what's going on here? This is a moment. All right. I'm going to sit here and allow you to speak as long as you want and then we will get to the uh, the finished puzzle, but take your time on this. That, right. Well, it's it was just actually um just a, a couple of small things. I mean, that is the thing. Is when I first saw um uh, Batman v Superman. I instantly, there were several moments where I instantly thought of Superman, the movie having not actually seen Superman, the movie in many, many years. Um, the one is, mm-hmm. is when Lex pushes Lois off of the building and then uh, Superman, you know, magically shows up to save her. It plays a lot like when, you know, uh, Superman comes to save the day with Lois in uh, the copter scene, you know, she falls and then he, you know swoops her up mm-hmm. um like re- very very just like s- specific you know homages uh to to the film of course in in uh superman the movie you know uh you don't see lex luther as bald as till you know the end of the film and then same thing with bbs with you know he, of course you see his head shaved uh in uh, bbs um and uh, I know there's a go one I'm forgetting now. I should have wrote this down instead of, oh, yeah, I'm good. I just put the words BVS and I don't know what to say. Yeah, I, I, I know that from the, yeah, it was the back of my hand. Um, oh, oh, yeah, that was it. Uh, the, 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 the kryptonite. So um, in... And uh, Superman, the movie, the scene where he, which, by the way, this is, um, I talk about politically incorrect, the scene where uh, Superman is in the pool with the kryptonite on him. And then um, I forget her name, but the, uh, you know, the bad, the bad woman, she, uh, she kisses him before she takes the kryptonite off. She's going to help him. And then. Oh yeah, that was great. Yeah, but, but I'm like, man, that's that's <laughs> that so great. wrong. And she even says, "Oh, I kissed you because I knew you wouldn't let me." And I'm like, "What? The, that's that's sexual harassment. That's that was, assault. What? You can't put that in." A, that was bizarre. You can't, you can't have that in. Anyway, my point with BVS was is that at the end when uh, he has to go into the pool to get the kryptonite, and then when he comes out. Two things. One, just the fact that you've got kryptonite, water, Superman. There's that element. And then not only that, though, in BVS, when he comes out from the pool with the kryptonite and he's wet, he has the curl. Um, This is something that it's a small moment, but he has the Superman curl at that very moment. I thought thought that in Justice League he was going to have it the whole time because that was like the last moment in BVS, but 
that was it. That's all we ever got of the Supergirl. Um, so anyway, <laughs> truthfully, that that's that's about all for BVS because I mean, seriously, um, like tonally and thematically, they're very, very, very different movies. Now, the one though that is very oh, yeah. similar to me, and that's Wonder Woman. And, and of course, Patty Jenkins has even admitted this, mm. that she loves Superman in the movie and that she definitely basically used it as a, a, an influence for Wonder Woman. But um, which is which is interesting because you've got the two women superhero movies and they're the most like Superman the movie than any of the the male superheroes of today, or at least I feel that's interesting. No, it is. It is. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. That's a really good point. So, so I feel like uh, the way wonder woman, um, wonder woman, her, her, she's, uh, such a naive character and such a, like comes from a, a place of good and pureness. And I feel like that that's, um, how this Superman is. I, f- I feel like that he's, he, 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 he's not near as like naive as uh Wonder Woman's character, but I think he comes from that place of, of just totally pureness and, and, and good wholesome, you know? Um, but at the same time, yeah. the, the, you know, um, and this kind of goes back to the whole meta thing too. You you've got the 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 moment of him like getting dressed, and then he goes to the um, the the telephone, and it's not a full telephone booth; it's like a half uh, telephone booth, which is the way all <laughs> you know uh, telephones were like in moving forward. We you know society went totally away from yeah, telephone yeah. booths, but. <clears throat> he goes to change. I forgot yeah, he about goes that to moment. change, great. and it's you know how, what am I going to do here? I don't know that that moment there that it there, it just feels like there are a lot of moments of Wonder Woman that just kind of have that 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 silliness and then like that wholesomeness, like her with the ice cream. Um, I, I, I don't know. There's just mm. this like very like I would say good naturedness. Um, and and that's how I feel like with Wonder Woman, um, how it's similar. And then also at the same time is that, you know, um, it it does take a while. I, and I guess this is a case with Captain Marvel too. It takes a while before they actually become that you know character. That uh, you know, Wonder Woman. If you think about it, she's not really Wonder Woman until you know, the no man, uh, the no man's land scene where she goes across right, and right. that, which is a totally amazing, uh, scene, um, that I think is going to be, you know, one that, that people are going to be talking about how amazing it is for years and years from now. But I think, you know, I think, uh, very much it, it had to build to that point and, and very much with Superman, it has to build till it gets there. But uh, in a lot of ways, um, Wonder Woman is uh, uh, very much like this movie. Just, just the, the, the good and the, and the, and the, and the positive of uh, that character, uh, which I think is one of the reasons why so many people they they still love this, 
you know, movie, the Superman movie. They, they, they say that, you know, Christopher Reeve was the best Superman ever. And that the, some people even still say this is the best super, superhero movie ever. Um, and, uh, and say right, it's the best right. Superman movie ever. I don't. I don't feel it's the best Superman movie ever. I feel it is the best Clark Kent movie. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> there you go. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, I. You know. I think that brings us to the finished puzzle, and then we'll get to any of our uh, closing thoughts on this. Um, uh, so yeah, let, let's let's read down the list. We got quite a few things here, a bunch of superhero movies, but a lot of other mm-hmm. movies as well. Um, so the finished puzzle for Superman the movie we've got starting off with every two and a half hour blockbuster, <laughs> uh, and we then we've got uh, Batman Begins, Prometheus, disaster movies such as San Andreas, Independence Day, and The Day After Tomorrow, Transformers, The Who's Tommy, Pink Floyd's The Wall. Ghostbusters, Deadpool, Primal Fear, Split, Captain Marvel, movies where a crowd gathers to watch the hero save the day up on a building, Uh, romantic comedies such as When Harry Met Sally, Trainwreck, Pulp Fiction, Justice League, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, you left that out, by the way, (laughs) and uh, Wonder Woman. I I, I always leave Dawn of Justice (laughs) out. (laughs) so uh yeah that's our uh that's our finished puzzle and you know one thing i'm realizing as i was reading down that finished puzzle Mm -hmm. um and i would have to fact check this after after we're done here so i shouldn't even bring this up right now but i'm wondering if tommy and the wall came out after this movie or was it before it was right around the same time Eh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's good <laughs> <laughs> So, any any closing thoughts on Superman the movie? Um, I would say that uh, you know, I I this is one of those movies that uh, it 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 holds up and it doesn't at the same time because uh, the special effects obviously mm-hmm. they they do not hold up. Uh, some of them are really really. Sure bad uh the worst for me is actually when the spaceship that he flies to earth in to me that is just so so bad uh (laughs) and uh i mean as far as the stuff with superman flying i think it it, for the most part looks pretty good uh we we talked about the you know the 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 miniatures and stuff and how silly they look on a huge screen but um I think it, it, it holds up, though, uh, in many other ways. It holds up in like like ways we've discussed, but uh, you know the the, the acting. Uh, like I said, I, I really really like this Lois Lane. Uh, truthfully, that's another thing that mm-hmm. uh, Zack Snyder did not uh, get as well as this one. He Lois Lane was never as good a uh, character as she was in this one. Uh, I would have watched a Lois Lane movie with this character. I would have watched the Clark yeah, Kent yeah. movie with this character. Those two, uh, that that's what really keeps this movie uh, worth watching and what really makes it strong. Uh, that and the fact that... Yeah, I mean, I, I was just going to say that, uh, yeah, I, I think the modern thing of having these, like, r- like the top-of-the-line actors play all these superhero movies mm-hmm. nowadays, 
Um, I think that comes from back here. I mean, we we had some really incredible actors. Well, you know? that that's funny because uh, Christopher Reeve though was um, he was he was a like a no name, uh, and that's why if you notice when it comes on, sure, that's it, true, it, when yeah. it comes on, his name is like fourth or fifth or something. When it's like he's Superman, his name isn't even <laughs> first. You know, it's like Marlon Brando, Gene Hackman. So, but yeah, I mean. Uh, it, that this movie though was like there there are a lot of uh, stars in, in the movie though, um, just not Superman, um, and uh, right right um, and yeah it, 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 in so many ways this movie uh, it's like it's pieces of so many other genres uh, so it you know like we said it's a romantic comedy it's a disaster movie it's a superhero movie it's like a weird space odyssey movie to open with uh you know and uh yeah. it's it's just it, it, it's 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 very uh different for the the superhero movies that we're used to nowadays and um at the at the time i would think it was pretty pretty original and, and unique uh like i said uh, i i believe the original screenplay for this movie was like 300 pages long or something like that it was supposedly <laughs> like totally totally just crazy um but yeah it, you know it's uh it's a character movie too that's the other thing is that a lot of that gets lost i think captain marvel and wonder woman they do that very well as far as it actually being character movies you know about that character and that that character's journey uh of you know realizing yeah. their potential yeah, absolutely well i i think we about covered it here uh talking about superman the movie uh chad you got anything you want to recommend and then anything you want to plug yeah, um, actually, we talk about we we talked about like the weird psychedelicness of this movie. I didn't, this recommendation doesn't really totally uh, fit, but it's a weird psychedelic movie that I just recently watched. I finally saw uh, okay. uh, Toby Hooper, which um, I'm a fan of his uh, filmmaker. Uh, of course, did mm -hmm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Before Texas Chainsaw Massacre, he did a movie called Eggshells, which I had never seen before. And uh, it's like a pretty rare movie. I think it was actually like like disappeared for many years. Um, but uh, I found it on streaming recently, so I watched it. It's a very weird, very strange movie. It's very psychedelic. Um, it's just... Uh, basically these people in a, in a house, uh, in Austin, Texas. And it's kind of like, is there something supernatural going on? Or are these people just, you know, uh, stoners that are having orgies and, uh, I don't know. It's just a strange movie <laughs> and I just watched it. And it's not that I even liked the movie, but I thought it was neat, uh, to see something. It's like uh -huh. such a, uh, a, uh, it's like, you know, a, a fresh air in a way. It's like, because it's just so bizarre and so different from what I normally am seeing lately. And, and the fact that I could see early, yeah, yeah. I could see early like chainsaw massacre elements in it. I thought was neat. And, um, I just, I, I would say, you know, definitely, uh, people that like, uh, you know, cinema that kind of, 
challenges you a bit. Um, and then also people, if they're fans of, uh, you know, Toby Hooper, definitely watch it. And uh, it's kind of uh, like uh, Richard Linklater's Slacker, which, of course, uh, was also shot in Austin. But it's kind of along that same sort of thing that it's not really, or Dazed and Confused even, where it's not really a hmm. movie with a story or anything. It's just kind of a long, rambling, almost like, you know, essay or poem or something about, you know, uh, college life, you know, so. Interesting. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. I, I didn't know that he made something like that. So that sounds pretty he, damn interesting. Yeah, no. And, and that's the thing is that he never went, uh, as far as, uh, his, his p path. I don't think he ever did anything that, that wasn't horror, um, like in, from Texas Chainsaw Massacre on. So yeah, it's definitely is a, a different, kind of movie for uh him as a filmmaker right on well uh i think that about does it for today uh i'm glad we finally got around to getting this episode uh, yeah, done and uh we got shazam coming up this week shazam! so shazam we'll be coming back for that one so uh <laughs> looking forward to it yes all right i definitely am <laughs> Hey guys, Taylor here from CultureofGaming.com's Power Up Podcast. The Power Up Podcast is the podcast put together by the staff of CultureofGaming.com, a gaming news, review, and opinions website. The staff comes together each week at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on twitch.tv slash cultureofgaming to discuss all the latest gaming news, trends, and latest content on the site. And if you're looking for more places to check out the podcast, head on over to Twitter at COG.net and check us out on Facebook, where we are at facebook.com slash cultureofgaming and facebook.com slash podcast. We hope to see you guys come over and check out the show. All right, that does it for today's episode of Piecing It Together, a special Breaking It Apart episode on Superman the Movie. Uh, thank you to Chad Clinton Freeman for being here, and I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, we ran into some some behind-the-scenes trouble, technical issues, and so it was a pain to get edited. But you know what? I think it came out pretty good. Uh, we will be back with Shazam this week. This is like a DC week for the show. So, make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. And you could always rate and review us on iTunes, which would really help us out. You could also sign up for our mailing list over on piecingpod.com. Or just follow us on social media at piecingpod. That's all people do nowadays, right? Social media. No one goes to websites. You should go to my website, our website, whatever. You should be on the mailing list because we've got some new contests coming real soon. And you got to be signed up for that mailing list in order to get in on those contests. So you should go to piecingpod.com and sign up. I'm not going to send you much. There's a weekly newsletter that says what the new episodes were and if we wrote any written reviews on the site. And that's basically it. I might once in a rare while, like if we decide to do a live show one of these days or something, I might send out a, a mail, but that's it. So uh, go sign up. And also join our Facebook group, Piecing It Together, a movie discussion group. And you know what? I don't say this enough. It says it in the show notes, but I don't say it out loud enough. Go to the movie theater and watch some movies. There's so many great movies out right now. We've got so many episodes in the works because of all these movies. 
and you should go see some of them because you're going to want to see them before you listen to the episode and you want to listen to the episode. So you should go watch these movies. So that does it for today. Uh, let's leave you with a piece of music. You know, I actually have a piece of music. Uh, this isn't something that's released on like any of my albums or anything, uh, but it's available in music libraries for licensing, and it's been licensed a couple times for some things. Uh, it is called 21st Century Superman, and, you know, with a title like that, why not play it on this episode about Superman? So, 21st Century Superman, enjoy it, and we will be back with Shazam later this week. And all points west.